0: Welcome to Brave. Be inspired by the best leaders of Southeast Asia tech. Build the future, learn from our past, and stay human in between. I'm Jeremy Ao, a VC, founder, and father. Join us for transcripts, analysis, and community at www.jeremyao.com. Hi, everyone. Good to see you all on a Saturday morning. Wow, new year, new start. So uh, good to see everyone here on Saturday morning because I think it's just so amazing to see a community come together from such early beginnings. When I was a child, I wanted to be a vaccine researcher. And it took me years to really figure out why. And what I realized was that I had always been inspired by this Time magazine, Man of the Year, Dr. David Ho, who was a HIV researcher in combating the AIDS epidemic as a young child. I saw that and it resonated with me so deeply that I told my parents, I said, I want to be solving this, right? Global issues and really doing the best I can using science and tech. I think it took me years and years down the road to realize that a big part of it was that this was one of the first few Asians I'd ever seen on the Time magazine as a child. And I resonated with that story because I saw someone that represented a small facet of my upbringing and my background. So coming back to Southeast Asia and Singapore after so many years in the U.S., working tech and everything, I realized that I had this hunger for stories of home. Home meaning Singapore, Southeast Asia, brave, the scared, the ups, the downs, that special space that I had felt so many times. And so in the midst of that pandemic, I set out to do something very simple, which was to record the conversations of friends and acquaintances who inspired me. And I was so, so shocked by actually the depths of the conversation that I never had with my friends and acquaintances. And so many folks talk about the podcast, about it being brave. And I say, no, it's it's really about my personal search for bravery in Southeast Asia, in Singapore. And I am so privileged and honored to be the first listener of the podcast when I record it. And I get to ask the questions that I wish people asked. And for everybody else, you know, I think it's a tremendous moment for everybody to be having a chance to listen in as well. And I was so surprised to see that this really resonated with so many folks, that more and more people will sign up, listen, subscribe, and share their own story, or share about how the stories they heard impacted their own lives. And so where that came in together as a team was we said, what are the best, right, you know? What are the best moments, the best highlights that we really enjoy? And where it came down to was, we said, the best is not the shiniest. It is not the biggest. It is not the fastest. It is about the fact that technology is hard. Changing the status quo is hard. And being different in service of a greater good is hard. And being thoughtful about that, being human, and accepting that risk of the ups and the downs, the lefts and the rights, the praise and the criticism, means that there is something tremendously human about being and pushing for science and technology to advance our region, Singapore, our homes, our community and ourselves. So we've put together this book, this anthology of these 10 stories that really resonated with us, that I think represented not just stories, not just journeys, but also backgrounds and aspirations. And we put it together in service of a friend and a guest, Nurul, uh, The Kodak Project, which is really about helping minority and Muslim women break into local technology. And I've known her for many years. And again, I was so, I think, surprised and inspired and frankly, disrupted by her story that is in the book, about why it's not just the economic thing to do for representation, it's not just a brand perspective, but that is a moral duty of every person to step up to that journey for the sake of others and for the sake that we would wish others to treat us the very same way. And so I'm very, very happy to have collaborated with the Kodak Project and New Rule over the past half year to edit and curate this book, and that all the profits will be donated to the Kodak project so that many more will be able to be represented uh, in the days ahead. On that note, I want to again thank everybody for coming down and dedicating some time, some space, and some humanity this morning. And I wish you all a pleasant, inspiring, and at some level, hopefully provoking moments in the day ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you, you know,
1: And welcome. So, hi everyone. I'm Noel from The Cadet Project. Some of you may know me, many of you won't, and that's totally fine. Um, And I'll talk a bit about why representation and you not knowing me is is okay. Thank you all for coming here today to support the Brave book launch. Um, The profits from the book will go to The Cadet Project. And I'm also here to say that we're very happy to accept donations. So if any of you feel so inspired, please do. I founded the Kodak Project in 2015, and what we're trying to do is create a long-term economic impact for minority Muslim women by providing better access and opportunities in the tech industry. So firstly, why tech? We really believe that tech is the most level playing field for economic opportunities right now. Because for anyone at any level, Whether you're a student, you're a professional, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're someone that's been out of work for a while, you're someone that's really, you know, just thinking about where to go next. There's something that you can do in tech to get to the next level of success as defined by you. Whether that's taking an online course, learning how to, you know, do an ad on Facebook, learning how to negotiate for your next career move. These are all things that you can do to get to where you want to be. So we do this at The Cadet Project through three main pillars. One, skill development, which is pretty straightforward. It's providing training and opportunities to learn. Two, community building, which is to provide a safe and welcoming space for women to achieve success. And three, to reclaim narratives of success and to redefine what success is to make sure that all of us believe that success can and should look like all of us. We are the first people to run an all-women hackathon in Singapore. The first, possibly globally, to create a set of stock photos that imagine what more diverse workplaces would look like. And the first to launch a physical exhibition that celebrates diverse stories of success for minority and Muslim women in the tech industry. And that's why it's important for me that even if you don't know me, you should know someone that doesn't look like you who is successful. You should know this person and you should be an ally in whatever way you can to amplify the kind of access, opportunity and success that you have had so that all of us can be more successful and better. We're able to do this work because of allies who genuinely believe that access and opportunities should be distributed equally amongst all communities. And a lot of that is by doing the hard work of making sure that access and opportunities are redistributed. Like simple things like this, for me to stand on this stage and tell you, what is it that we do? For me to be able to say, look, you know, the question we're asking is not just, should we believe in diversity? It's understanding that fundamentally, if you believe that everyone is equal, you believe in things that are more diverse in a more committed, actual, concrete way and to make that success real for more people. And I'm really looking forward to working with more of you to make this a reality. And I really want to thank the Brave team who came to us to say, we want to support you, we want to fund you, and we want to do this with you. It's not been easy, I think, for all of us. Those of you that were here early in the morning, I think sense the stress level, I think for many of us, this is also our first in-person event in a long time. So I want to say thank you to everyone who's been believing in us so far. And I also want to say thank you to those of you that will help us take this to the next level. Have fun today, everyone. See you.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was Nurul, A uh, very inspiring and uplifting message for us all. And next up, we have a minister, Alvin Tan, with his keynote speech. Hi, good morning everyone. It's really a pleasure to be here on a Saturday morning. I just sharing with Jeremy Chang's uh, Nurul, that uh, you talk about taking time This is important enough. I have only seven events after this, but this is the most important thing, I think. Um, This is important for many, many different reasons. First of all, that it's the launch of the Brave 10 uh, anthology, as it were. And as I was preparing the speech, and I was preparing like, what, what do I say about this? A few things came to mind. The first thing that came to mind is we are launching something, our tech ecosystem. And Every time if you, many of you are in the tech space, uh, the tech startup space, and we talk about rocket ships, we talk about launching, we talk about the ecosystem. So I thought I'd describe it in a few different ways. The first is about building. Building your relative, your, your individual tech startups, and then building an ecosystem around it. Then second is to have brave people that help to drive these rocket ships, And then the third is on bridging, which is what Nurul talked about earlier on, bridging. So the first is building. And how are we doing thus far? First, the landscape. How does this ecosystem look like? In Singapore, we have about 3,800 tech startups, close to about 4,000 right now. And if you look at it, about there are 25 home-based tech startups that have attained unicorn status. And two-fifths of Southeast Asian unicorns are based here in Singapore. So, you know, by all accounts, maybe quite good, but, you know, I'm always never satisfied. I think we have a lot of headroom to go further. Now, how about the ecosystem that is supporting the startups? Again, it could do better, but let me just give you a few numbers. We have about 200 or 20 or so, uh, 200. Uh, accelerators both global and local supporting these startups and about 220 and that's about if you think about five years ago we had about 120 we have about 220 vcs angel investors around them supporting them funding them so again these are just the numbers i think we can grow them we can do much better Specifically, how is government supporting this? I'm trying to drive it alongside all of my government counterparts, coming from the tech sector, coming right here, and then we were discussing with Shian earlier on, how do we pull the different threads together to make it even easier for you to launch for the ecosystem, the ground crew. So government has done a few different things. Many of you may have heard about Startup SG. Startup SG helps uh, do mentorship and to connect startups to help you effectively to launch. We have the Startup SG Founders Program. And in two years ago, we changed or updated the Startup SG Equities Program to be a fund of funds to help to draw investors into the ecosystem. Then, that is just locally. We also have global innovation alliances. Now, these are to allow for our startups to then connect to the world. We currently have I think, about uh, 15 nodes in 11 countries, including Germany, including the Philippines, including other places in Europe. What that does is to help when you, you are a startup, you, you are then able to tap onto this Global Innovation Alliance to connect to innovation nodes across the world. I was in Mexico recently, and we have a Leap for Latin program. We're connecting startups from Singapore to all the way to Latin America. And I met with many of the startups there. They are all along the same equator, equatorial lines. There is much to learn from one another. I've challenged the team for us to then, by 2025, expand these nodes from 15 to 25. 25 nodes around the world, so that you have even more spaces to launch and to land. So that's effectively what government is doing. But we also know that you also need funding, and you need to crowd in funding to the ecosystem. And so we are also trying to attract many of the angel investors, the VCs, to come. We are trying to catalyze about over $150 million worth of investments into deep tech in the areas of advanced manufacturing, in the areas of health, biomedical sciences, urban solutions, and sustainability. So from a government perspective, what we are trying to do is to make sure that your ground crew is there to support you as you launch. So this is what government is doing. This is what we are building. The second thing is then braving. And many of the the many authors or the contributors to your podcasts, these are the Brave 10. And it is not easy to to brave the storms and and the early vicissitudes of of a startup. Uh, Many of you may not know that, I come from the tech sector, but in 2004, I tried to launch a startup, yeah. And it was a marketplace startup. When I speak to Siri, I said, if I had launched it in a better timing, I would have been the next carousel. (laughs) (laughs) Siri's like, how, how? I said, well, in 2004, we only had the laptop. We didn't have good uh, connectivity and computers were not here. So it's a little bit more difficult. And so it was timing and it was funding. And then, of course, Carousel took off and I'm a big fan. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's, sometimes it's timing. It's sometimes the timing of where you are in the world, the timing of where you are in technology, technology caught up. And then you ride the wave and then you go off and you launch. So, and many of that journey is difficult. And I acknowledge, you know, you have Ping, you have Sandhya, you have Neural contributing to this. John, you have all contributors to Brave 10. And I think these are just examples and ideas and stories, Jeremy, as you mentioned, to inspire the next generation of astronauts. <laughs> Finally, then we have bridging. And Nurul, you know me from back in 2015, you know. And she was one of the 112, one of only 112 in our Facebook community leadership program. I remember we were working with Alice at that time, and I was so proud because she was one of 112. We supported you. That was when I was back in Facebook. And now, you know, it's seven years already. Time flies. And you're bridging, making sure that Muslims, making sure that women all have a voice and all are able to participate in this. You are the bridge. And just to share with you, coming into government, I, I really sincerely believe in that. When in government, I also notice sometimes the committees, the groups that we, we put together may not adequately have those minority representation, even women representation. So if many of you who are in government with me now, you will know that I always ask how many women are in the committee, how many minorities are in the committee. In fact, about two weeks ago, when we launched the Harmony Circles, which is the revamp of the interracial and religious confidence circles, one of the questions that I kept asking the team as we started to build this Harmony Circles is, how many youth do we have? How many women do we have? If you ask my good friend, Fahima, that's the, the main question I ask. That means that we constantly have to work at it. If we leave this to chance, you will gravitate to the natural order of things. And that is why the CODET project is so important. And that's why I'm so happy that Jeremy, Changs, and the team at Brave 10 are also making sure that the proceeds from the book go to Neural and the CODET project because we deeply, deeply, deeply believe in this. We deeply believe that in the the space ecosystem, you need to have very brave astronauts, but you also need to have a diverse team of astronauts so that we can launch and we can build this ecosystem together. So finally, just as a wrap up, we need to build a very strong ecosystem. We need to have very brave astronauts and we also need to make sure that we can bridge to have as diverse a community as possible. So I know you you say this, uh, Jeremy, but stay brave and thank you everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to Brave If you enjoyed this podcast please share this episode with friends and colleagues Sign up at www.jeremyour.com to discuss this episode with other community members in our forum Stay well and stay brave